BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek, the smartest way to buy and sell tickets. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of the Vertical Podcast with Chris Mannix, and we have a terrific podcast for you today. Carl Anthony Towns, the Minnesota Timberwolves dynamic rookie, he'll join us live from Minnesota. That's next on the Vertical Podcast with Chris Mannix. Yahoo Sports presents the Vertical Podcast with Chris Mannix, powered by digital media. Find your voice. And now, your host, Chris Mannix. Welcome, everybody. It's the uh, Vertical Podcast with Chris Mannix. We're coming to you live from Minnesota at the practice facility for the Minnesota Timberwolves, where we're joined by a guy who was the number one overall pick in the draft and is now the presumptive frontrunner to be the NBA Rookie of the Year. That's Timberwolves Power Forward Slash Center, Carl Anthony Towns. Carl, first, thanks for joining me. I want to clear something up right off the bat. There was a lot of talk going into the draft that you preferred to be drafted number two by the Lakers instead of number one by the Timberwolves. Clarify this for me. Did you want to come to Minnesota? Absolutely. You know, God bless his soul, uh, the late Flip Saunders. I remember calling him and just telling him how much I wanted to be here, how much I wanted to be a Wolf, uh, how much I wanted to be in this franchise. Um, you know, I just, I, I love, I love this game of basketball, and it never mattered where I played. I was gonna, 
try my best to win as many games as possible for whatever organization I played. But I remember vividly uh, telling uh, the late Flip Saunders how much I wanted to be here and, uh, you know, how thankful I would be if they were to take me. Where do you think some of that stuff came from where it was, you know, guys like Carl and Jaleel, that was where the, the topic was, want to go to L.A.? I mean, I, I think for me, I go and speak home for myself. I think maybe that started with me because I was training in L.A. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a hotbed for especially for pre-draft workouts. So I was there. I was working out. I think, uh, you know, people just thought they were putting two plus two together and saying just because I was working out in L.A., uh, that was the case. You know, I was just working out there because it's a great spot to work out. It's a great spot to get in the best shape of your life in. You know, so I was just there for that. I never, you know, I never had told anyone or anything that I wanted to do that or do that. I just wanted to play the game of basketball at the highest level for whatever organization and team that would pick me. How competitive are you with, you know, being number one? Because you heard your name, Jaleel's, D'Angelo, mm-hmm. you know, everyone wants to go number one. How, how competitive are you to get that spot? I'm very competitive in everything I do. So for me, you know, it wasn't about being number one. It was just about playing the game at the highest level. What I was being more competitive about was more of, of how I treated my body, how I improved my game during that summer. Because, it, uh, you know, I just wanted to step into a team and try to contribute as much as possible to the team's success. So I just worked on my body, worked on my game. I never worried about anything else. So you get to Minnesota, kid from New Jersey, playing ball at Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. What was the, the transition like? I mean, it was easy for me. It was actually very much easier for me because I just love the atmosphere here. You know, it's a very calm city. You know, it's cold, but I like to be inside. So, you know, just the feel around here is about love, you know, community, but also very calm. You know, it's not too much happening, uh, which is lovely with me because that just fits my personality very well. When you lost the title game with Kentucky, was there any part of you that said, you know, I... I can't go out like this. I got to. Oh, absolutely. I had many conversations with Coach Cal about that. You know, that's why I think it was so hard for me to make that decision. We had a numerous amount of talks. You know, people think it was just something. I knew the game was over. I was going to the NBA. That was not the case at all. There's a lot of conversation with me and him saying about how I was going to stay. And, uh, you know, because I just, I never, I had never left the program or team with a loss, you know. You know, AAU, I left on a win when I played my last game. Uh, high school, I left with a win. The Dominican team, the last time I played, we qualified for the World Cup. So, you know, I was, I was very upset that that was the first time in my career I could possibly not be leaving with uh, any success. So, uh, you know, I, we had a lot of conversations about that. Did he want you to stay? I mean, what was, was his he was perspective? Very, he was very supportive of me. Uh, he was very supportive of me in the process, you know. You know, for me, he kept just telling me whatever I do, he'll be very supportive if I would uh, pick to stay, if I pick to leave. You know, very supportive. But, you know, as we all know, Coach Cal, you know, he, he would love for us to do what's best for us, uh, you know, like his sons, you know. So he wants the best for his sons. So, you know, I think at that moment, you know, I, you know, it took some days. I still feel the same way today, but, you know, it just, for me and my family, I think it was the best decision to make at that time. Have you watched the last no, game? No, I have not watched the last game. I have not watched the national championship game. I haven't watched one of our games since we played in the tournament. I haven't watched one of our games in the season. So I'm very big on not watching highlights and stuff of that of myself or the team. So uh, maybe when I get older and, you know, I'm, I'm sitting on my couch and I'm bored. Uh, get yourself a film room yeah, or something. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll start watching myself when I was younger and say, uh, you know, man, I was pretty tall. And, but, you know, I, I'll enjoy the success. You know, I think that's the time you realize how appreciative you are of stuff is when you take the time to sit back and, realize all you've done, you know, so 
talking like an old man already, but I mean, you know, yeah, it's, it's things, you know, you, I know I'm going to realize it a lot more, appreciate it more when I'm, my career's over. So you mentioned Flip Saunders, the guy that drafted you high on you, obviously, passed away before yeah. ever getting to see you play yeah. in a regular season game. What was your last conversation with Flip like? I think our last conversation on the phone was about uh, me improving my game, you know, things he wanted me to do for the season. I mean, he gave me a large blueprint and uh, about what he wanted me to do, what he wanted me to prove on, what he wanted me to continue to work on and what he wanted me to continue to utilize in my game. And I have the message still on my phone. So uh, I always look at that sometimes, you know, see if I'm keeping up to the blueprint he gave me. And, uh, you know, his blueprint has been working to a T this year. Was it a voice message or a text message? Text. Long text. Long text. How often do you look at it? I look at it. I don't like to look at it too much. I get a little emotional, but mm-hmm. I, I think once every while, so maybe, you know, once every time, you know, maybe I have a bad game or I feel like I have a bad game, which is every game. But, you know, something times, you know, yeah, I look at it sometimes when I just want to make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and, you know, uh, keeping his vision alive. The most important thing, I think, for any organization is stability, whether it's, you know, mm-hmm. the front office to the head coach. Absolutely. The great organizations all have it. We saw Saturday night with the Spurs and Warriors, two <laughs> teams with a lot of stability yeah. in there. When Flip passes, does any part of you wonder, okay, what's the direction of this organization now? What's it going to look like over the next couple of years? You know what? I, I can't even look like that. You know, I'm so focused on making sure that we take care of what we got to take care of on the court. Uh, it's, you know, obviously the coaches are great and everything, but, you know, at the end of the day, the players are the ones who are out there, you know, playing the game. So uh, I go out there every night, just try to play the best I can. And I worry about what I could worry about, which is our team success and us playing on the court. I let everything else take care of itself, you know, and that's not my uh, deposition, nor is it my job. So I just do what I can do uh, on my stand. When you come to Minnesota, you're 20 years old, coming to a new city, do you bring people with you? Do you bring family members with you? I mean, how do you, how, what's the Carl Towns adjustment like? Uh, actually, I moved here by myself and live here by myself. Uh, I've always been very independent. I like being by myself. I like being able to, you know, just sit in a room, you know, have calm, you know, peace. And so uh, I moved here by myself. Uh, parents come around a lot. So, you know, I have a great support system and they support me no matter how far or wide I am. So if you don't like watching highlights, what do you do in the middle of winter when you have an off day in um, Minnesota? You'll be I I sit down. I very, very rarely play video games, but most of the time maybe just eat, relax, enjoy the peace, maybe read a book, you know, watch a lot of YouTube. <laughs> That's really it for me. Or Netflix. I'm not a I don't really do too much. I don't I probably haven't I could probably count the number of times I turned the T V on in a hotel or in my house on two hands, so you know, I just like the calm. I like thinking about stuff. I like, you know, sleeping, obviously. You know, you got to get a lot of rest. You want to be the best, you got to get to sleep. What's your uh, Netflix show of choice? I was very huge. I watched all of it. I think my favorite Netflix show, I got two probably. I watched a lot of House, and I loved, loved Narcos. But, you know, it's over. I'm waiting for season two now. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a really a fascinating locker room because you've got so many young guys and another cr- crop of older guys, even mm-hmm. older before Andre and, and Kevin left the team a few weeks back. What's the locker room like? I mean, how much interacting do you young guys do with the older guys in the locker room? I mean, they do a great job. I mean, the older guys always talking to us. They're always uh, advising us, always giving us, a, you know, experience. So. You know, it's just the locker room is awesome. I mean, we spend about another hour and a half every, after every practice just talking to KG, Tayshawn, you know, everybody about their experiences. And we just laugh and we learn. And, and those things are making us better. 
What's your, been your experience like in year one with KG? I mean, everyone kind of thought Carl Towns is going, I think I even used and wrote this line, going to Kevin Garnett College for, <laughs> for the first year. What's uh, it been like? I mean, it's been awesome. I've learned so much. You know, he's given me everything from defensive prowess to offensive game. Uh, so the experience he gives me just psychologically, physically, it's just been, you know, insurmountable. You know, those are things that uh, only a first battle Hall of Famer could give you. And uh, I'm just blessed that I have that on my team. Many people have said that he's the greatest practice player they've ever seen. What have you seen in practice and how would you define that? I mean, uh, they ain't wrong. Uh, he's the greatest practice player I've ever seen. Uh, I mean, just his attention to detail, his ability to be like Bill Russell and coach and play at the same time is, I mean, it's amazing. Uh, you know, it's a testament, I think, more to his work ethic and his, his ability, even as at the age he is now, to be in the best shape to talk and coach and play and practice at the same time. You know, that's very hard. And uh, it's a testament to his work ethic. Carl, hang on for just a second because I do want to talk about something that you've never had a problem with. That's getting tickets to a big event. At least you don't have problems with it that much anymore. Have you ever been frustrated trying to get tickets online? Most sites make it complicated, and they all try to sneak in huge fees at checkout. That's why you need to try SeatGeek. SeatGeek has taken all the work and hassle out of shopping for tickets. They pull all the tickets available on other sites into one place so you save time and never miss a deal. You could even set alerts for upcoming events, and SeatGeek will let you know if ticket prices fall. Even better, every ticket on SeatGeek is ranked based on value, so you can immediately find underpriced seats. And before you buy, you can use SeatGeek's detailed maps to see the view from your seat. Best of all, SeatGeek is always honest and upfront about the price. Unlike StubHub, they show you the full ticket price from start to finish and never try to trick you with huge fees on the checkout page. My listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. To get that $20 rebate on tickets, download the free SeatGeek app, go to the Settings tab, and click Add a Promo Code. Enter promo code MANIX, SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the free SeatGeek app, enter promo code MANIX today. It's the Vertical Podcast with Chris Mannix. How aware are you guys about you know, just how much different things could look with him in the coming years? I mean, the guy you're playing with, could conceivably be your boss next year as a minority owner. He could be an executive. I mean, is that something you're aware of at all over the course of a season? Uh, you know what? You know, like I said, I just I don't even think about that. You know, I just think about what I can control. And for me, what I can control and think about is us going out every night and competing as the best team we could possibly be. Uh, you know, Monday we got the Warriors coming in town, so a lot of focus has been playing into that. What's something that he's shown you that maybe you didn't know before, something specific that he's – taught you I think it's just tips and tricks you know like the little things that he does that makes him such a great defensive player and those things you know and teaching me that has uh allowed me to be a step ahead uh, of the curve the learning curve so those little things and you know I I think the simplest things he'll teach me on offense will you know all have you know been working tremendously for me this year he's a former defensive player of the year so he's absolutely so you can see it he's got the skill set no question but is there something that you know whether it's a little thing that he's able to get by the referees or it's some little trick that that you picked up on that end from him I think it's everything I mean he he has so many ways of doing so many things on the court so you know I'm, I'm blessed and honored you know that he teaches me every little thing you know he doesn't leave anything on off the table that I can't learn from him you know he teaches me every tip and trick and secret he has and 
you know, I just try to utilize it in my game. You mentioned that you go out a winner at virtually every other level that you played on. So you're used to winning at the highest of levels everywhere. How do you adjust to the inevitable losing of this year? How hard has it been to kind of adapt? I mean, it's hard. I mean, it's hard for me, especially, you know, I love to win. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, a competitor. I like to win every single thing. I mean, you walked in, you see me and Zach talking and all of a sudden we're playing one-on-one and I'm screaming like we won the championship every time I got to stop. So I'm, I'm just competitive, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're fighting for something much bigger, you know, so uh, we're fighting for championships, you know, so we have a winning attitude. Uh, never, never, not one time thought we were playing to lose or anything like that. We have an absolute winning attitude. Uh, we're getting better every single day. We're working tremendously hard. Our work ethic is amazing. And we're getting so much more experience, I think. You know, for years to come, we could definitely be the force that we imagine ourselves being and visualize ourselves being in the West. Did it take time for you, though, to not take every loss so personally and, and not to let each one fester? Because it is on to the next here in the NBA. You know, uh, I still take every loss very personal. I mean, absolutely. I'm almost devastated every time we lose. I'm in the locker room, you know. You know, it's very hard to talk to me and, and everything. And I'm hard-headed. I think I get that from my mother. So... I'm very, you know, stuck to one way. I like winning, and that's the only way I see ourselves doing it. Is there something, though, you've learned to do to put it behind you? I mean, just to... I mean, you got to be mentally strong, very mentally strong. You know, obviously, the last game, you know, you'll lose, you know, you lost. You, you got to move on, you know. NBA, you could be playing the next day. So, you know, I still think about the game. You know, I still think about the game tremendously. Uh, but, you know, you take those things you learn from the game, things that worked that game, and you take it to the next game. And the things that didn't work last... Last game when you lost, you uh, try to throw that out and make sure you fix those mistakes. Is there a piece of advice that someone has given you about dealing with that, about <laughs> understanding just how long the season is? Can't get advice, man. It's, a, it's experience. you got to go through it. You know, this, this season's long. You know, it's very long. And, you know, I think the biggest thing, I probably the best thing I did was I had some great trainers in L.A. You know, Don McClain and Ryan Capretta were proactive sports in California where we got my body in the greatest shape possible to not only withstand the minutes, withstand 82 games, but to, more importantly, stay healthy. You know, the biggest thing, you know, the biggest thing that can stop any athlete is an injury. So I got to give all, you know, great things to them for having them help me stay healthy during this pre-draft process coming into the league. And then during in the league, you know, David Crew and the training staff here, Arnie and everybody, uh, just done a great job of, I mean, keeping me healthy, keeping me fresh every game, uh, allowing me to uh, do such a better job. Hang on for just a second, Carl. I know you and other NBA players have got to be huge fans of steak, of red meat, and there is no better steak out there than Omaha Steaks. Exceptional meats, great prices, and excellent customer service. Omaha Steaks delivers it all. Why Omaha Steaks? High quality, one-of-a-kind flavor, beef and bison from the Golden Plains, seafood, poultry, pork via lamb, veggies, desserts, appetizers, pasta, soups, seasoning, sauces, and so much more. Everything backed by Omaha Steaks 100% unconditional guarantee. Great package now being offered to my listeners. Huge savings, and the box comes with a great variety. Right now, when you use my code MANIX, you will get 76% off this exclusive package. The package includes two tender filet mignons, two bold, beefy top sirloins, two moist, savory, boneless pork chops, four home-style chicken fried steaks, 15 giant Italian spice all-beef meatballs, four award-winning gourmet jumbo franks, four crispy, creamy potatoes au gratin, 
for made-from-scratch caramel apple tartlets, one Omaha Steak seasoning packet, plus four juicy made-from-premium-ground-beef Omaha Steak burgers absolutely free. Just for my listeners, this exclusive package is only $49.99. Go to omahasteaks.com, type Mannix in the search bar to get this great deal. That's omahasteaks.com, enter Mannix in the search bar to get this great package for $49.99. The Vertical Podcast with Chris Mannix, powered by digital media. How much more of a pounding is it physically at this level? The guys are bigger, stronger, faster, no question. But I mean, can you put into words just how how physical it is out there playing your position every night in the NBA? I mean, it's, I mean, it's very, you know, it's very physically laboring. I mean, you know, you're talking about we're in the West also. You know, you got the Marcus Halls, the the White Howards, Andrew Bogut's, and everybody from the West. So you're talking about a lot of physically imposing big men, especially DeMarcus Cousins, Anthony Davis. So, you you got to mention the Kentucky guy. You got to you know, mention. Obviously. Yeah, you got to keep know, those two guys You, you got to keep them, you know, last. You want to be the last words you hear. <laughs> Uh, but no, you know, uh, you have so many well-respected bigs in the West. So, I mean, every game is a challenge. I mean, no matter what, we're in the NBA. There's a reason everyone's wearing their jerseys. Uh, everyone's very talented, the best players in the world. So, you know, you got to go out there. You got to compete every single night. I think, you know, center position is very hard. But I mean, every position is hard when you're in the West, especially point guards and guards. Uh, but like I said, even the East. I mean, you're talking about this is, again, the best players in the whole entire world are playing in this league. So every team is a challenge. Every team is an obstacle that you have to overcome. Who's the guy this year that you played against that you finished that game like that was exhausting? That was, that was a rough and tumble type of game. I mean, everyone's different. You could be playing one night, you know, very talented, you know, big man where you have to run around all the game trying to keep them from getting a good look in the Marcus Halls for me at this. And then, you know, you'll be playing games where you're playing against very physically demanding opponents, bigs, uh, who are running around, setting screens, rebounding, uh, doing everything on the court, like, uh, you know, Steven Adams and the Bogats and stuff. So, you know, everyone's different. I think every game I take very serious. I can't really say, you know, because, you know, every game I give everything I have to the team. You know, I could be, I could be one guard starting the game on a five and ending the game on a four. So... You know, I'm running around a lot, switching on ones, switching on threes, twos, you know, whatever the team demands me to do, I'm willing. Is it harder to chase around the active four or five men or bang bodies with the Gasol Randolph types? I mean, it's, I mean, both are difficult, you know, Uh, but I I work tremendously hard to make that not as difficult as it is, you know. So, you know, for me, I just, I go out there and I just, you know, I stay in shape, stay in great shape, stay in the weight room. And uh, make sure that whatever that night demands me to do, whether it be a physical big, whether it means being more of a mobile four, or maybe some games uh, for Memphis recently being a three. You know, I keep myself in shape so I could do whatever the team needs me to do. You've got the polish of a guy that, you know, you won the skills competition. <laughs> that, that speaks, I think, to the, the level of, of skill and polish that you already have. Has it been what you expected in terms of, being able to score, you know, adjusting to that type of NBA play? You know what, again, I've been blessed to have great trainers uh, this summer and great coaching staff for my team. You know, Don McClain did a great job of telling me how to score in the NBA level. And every day we worked on scoring at the NBA level, not just working on my craft. but working What was the on difference moves. there, that scoring at the NBA level? Uh, just slowing down, you know, taking your time on moves, you know, not going too fast. You know, you'll have time to do this. You'll have time to do that, you know. And the greatest thing is having a person who was such a great scorer in college and great scorer in the NBA, 
it allowed me to learn how to score at a higher rate and more efficiently. And then coming here, you know, Vince Lagarza, Gary Trent, the two people I work out with the most uh, here on the coaching staff, really just, you know, getting me ready every game. Uh, what kind of shots will work better this game? What kind of shots you may need to stay away from this game? Or, and just constantly keeping me efficient and keeping me uh, playing at a high level. So uh, thanks to them, you know, Coach Sam Mitchell doing a great job. Obviously, we all know he was a great scorer. So uh, him just keeping me on track of knowing uh, shots to take that are pretty good shots and shots to maybe avoid and pass up. Does Sam tell you he's a great scorer? Does he remind you that he was uh, a heck of a scorer in his day? He'll tell us he was a great shooter. He'll tell us he was a great shooter, great scorer. So I believe me, I know now. Your father, I read this Sunday, your father was coaching high school in New Jersey, right? Yeah. And you played, did I read that you played as a fifth grader on the JV team? Is that right? I played mostly, so mostly what happened was for fifth grade, I was playing with my dad. Uh, high school team, but I was practicing with them. I wasn't playing with mm. them. I was attending every single practice. I was mostly on the scrimmage team. I was on the uh, scout team. That's what they call it. So we were on the scout team. So I, I knew all their plays. I knew how to run them. I knew everything. And, uh, you know, him having me do that, you know, obviously built my toughness, built me mentally to help me learn plays, different ways, different terminologies, cuts, how to learn plays, how to implement plays, find open spots in certain plays. And three, I mean, it just made me a better player, a skill set, seeing so many great players come through his high school in New Jersey and uh, just taking little things uh, here and there from the players that he had. Let's take a break for one second because I want to talk about Casper Mattress. Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for only a fraction of the price. The mattress industry has inherently forced consumers into paying notoriously high markups. Casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and showrooms and passing that savings directly on to the consumer. A Casper mattress provides resilience and long-lasting supportive comfort. Casper's mattress is one of a kind, a new hybrid mattress that combines premium latex foam with memory foam. Mattresses can often cost well over $1,500, but Casper mattresses cost between $500 for a twin-size mattress, $750 for a full-size, $850 for a queen-size, and $950 for a king-size mattress. That's an outstanding price point. Casper understands that buying a mattress online can have consumers wondering how this is possible. Buying a Casper mattress is completely risk-free, though. Casper offers free delivery and returns within a 100-day waiting period. It's that simple. Statistically, lying on a bed for four minutes in a showroom has no correlation to whether it's the right bed for you. That's why Casper has turned the buying process into a risk-free experience. Casper understands the importance of truly trying out a mattress that in all reality, you spend a third of your life on. Get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com slash Mannix and using the promo code Mannix. Terms and conditions apply. It's the Vertical Podcast with Chris Mannix. It's interesting you say that, that you know, taking something from the players there. At the NBA level, do you see a guy doing a move and then try to steal it? I mean, oh, yeah. you, oh, yeah. what's an example of a guy that you've... You know, I don't want to get my secrets out, but, <laughs> uh, you know, there's many great bigs where, you know, they do a little thing here and there on the post or they do something off the post and it automatically is like a, it gives them an automatic step on the competition or a half a step of space where that's all you need as a shooter. And uh, I see that one game and I'll finish the game right away and I'll look at the coaches and say, hey, I want that on tape. I want that on my, on my laptop or I want that sent to me on CD so I could uh, see it. And, uh, you know, the next day, literally almost the next day on the flight, off the flight, if we have a back-to-back, literally 
in the, in the hotel, I'll, we'll go to an open room and just work on footwork on it or try to implement it. So you just walk into like a hotel room and without a rim, without a net, without no, a ball, just practicing. Don't need no rim, no net, no nothing. We just need a, just need a, an imaginary defender, and we just need to have a conversation and talk, and maybe do it once just to work on the footwork and implement it again. I would think Zach Randolph has to be a guy you might have plucked something from. Uh, there's a lot of guys. A lot of good footwork there there's with Zach. You can't jump out of the gym. You've got to. you know what he does everything great. You know what he does a great job of is rebounding. He's in the right spot at the right time, and he always puts himself in that spot. And that's a that's not something that. That's instincts one, but it's a skill. It's a skill that he knows that he's worked on tremendously in his career because, uh, like you said, he may not have the greatest athletic ability, but uh, you don't need athletic ability when you're in the right spot. There's no more fascinating young duo in the league than you and Andrew together. You know, the sky's really the limit for you two as your careers kind of move forward. The, the one thing that's probably the unknown is, is chemistry. I mean, what's great players play together all the time. It doesn't always work out every mm-hmm. time. What's the chemistry like between you two, both on the floor and off it? Uh, it's great. I mean, he's like my brother, you know, especially us two and Zach. You know, we, we spend a lot of time together. So, you know, it's something, I mean, he was just talking right now that right after practice, we'll all uh, call each other to be ready to play a video game together. So, uh, you know, something like that, you know, that just shows the chemistry where we come up to each other. we always messing around with each other and pulling pranks on each other. So, I mean, the chemistry is, I've never worried about that. That's one thing I've never, I've been so happy is to have such great teammates and individuals on my, on this team where we all get along so well with each other and uh, we all like to do a lot of things together, you know? So it's never about uh, Carl wants to do this and two people want to do that and three people want to do this and four people want to do that. It's, uh, we all usually do something together, whether it be the whole team goes to a movie or anything. And, uh, it's something that the unity, that's the unity we built. And on the floor, do you sense it too? Yes. I mean, do you sense I do. this? I sense it big time, you know, because we don't ever get mad at each other or anything for taking shots, you know, like that. And that's, and that's big, especially in the NBA. You know, we, we want Zach to take his shots. We want him to take certain shots. And, you know, we'll scream at him because he didn't shoot. And we want him to shoot. And, uh, you know, it's the same thing back and forth. We all are looking for each other. And we all know where everyone's comfortable at. So... We all just try to feed off of each other. And, and that's a great sign of unity in chemistry where we're cheering you on on the court, you know. And the best thing about it is we all want the best for each other. No one has ill will towards anybody. Everyone wants everyone to be great and uh, to be the best way to be. Do you talk about, you know, just wishing you could speed up this process and become a veteran overnight almost so you can get to, to the level that, that most people think you guys can get to? I mean, you know what, no, you know, because that doesn't add any value to the journey. You know, that's the biggest thing. You know, this is a journey. This is step-by-step, stone-by-stone, brick-by-brick process. You know, you can't rush it. If you rush it, it's it's not organic. You know, it's artificial. And uh, we're doing a great job. You know, we're doing a great job every single day, every single practice, every single minute, every single meal, every single step we take as a unit uh, of being the team that we want to be. Are you eligible to play for USA Basketball? No. You're not. That's what I, I thought, because you so. played... I played the, for the DR, so I don't believe so. How do you feel about that? Because you would... I'm fine. <laughs> be, you'd be kind of the... I'm fine with it. Uh, I love DR. I love, I love the country. You know, my mother's from there, born there. It's, it's, it's something close to me, you know. And they gave me a, such a, a chance at a young age to do something special. Yeah, how old were you when you first started? Uh, 15. So, you know, I was, I was very young, and just all the experience they gave me, being able to learn from Al Horford, being able to talk to some of the greatest players overseas and 
you know, it, it taught me how to be the player I am today. Al Horford would seem to be somebody you could learn something from in those days. Absolutely. I mean, Al Horford, I mean, still amazing player, all-star player, obviously. Uh, one of the best players in the world. And, uh, you know, Jack Michael Martinez, you know, our, the leader, taught me little things where you may, you don't have to jump high to score efficiently and score a lot. So uh, those things, you know, and it's just the experience. I can't explain enough how that team helped me. So, you know, I just want to continue to give back and uh, take the team to the new level and to new heights. You plan to play in 2016? I don't know. You know, I don't know. It's, it's in long season, my first season. I'm about to be done. You know, I don't know. I'm probably going to just sit down think about it. Well, God, I know you've had a long practice and you've got a game. I appreciate you taking appreciate this time it. to talk to me. Thank and you, uh, thank you. Good luck, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode. You can download this and all archived episodes anywhere you can download podcasts. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Also, don't forget to check out the Great Vertical Podcast with Woj and the Vertical Podcast with J.J. Redick. This has been a digital media production. Find your voice. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years have a plan and know the game be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 